0: We return to Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. <laughs> Brought to you by Digitex, service for all brands of print equipment in your office.
1: Yeah, Digitex does
0: that. D i g i t e x dot ca on Oilers Radio six thirty chat. <laughs>
2: everybody's watching you people you meet, they all seem to know you
0: well we got a new young gun joining us here on Oilers now Bob Stauffer with you
2: treat
0: like a new kid in town indeed welcome back everybody it is 1236 in Edmonton. hope you're doing well thanks to former Oilers and New York Rangers head coach Ron Lowe giving us some uh, perspective on uh, what occurred 9-11. Reminder, you can text us on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. Go down and see our friend Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out the great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. And uh, tomorrow at the River Cree Resort, or sorry, Thursday night, Thursday night at the River Cree Resort uh, Casino, it is the Proclaimers. River Cree Resort and Casino has our orders now. Hotline seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Every Tuesday in orders now. Stauffer Inspector, brought to you by the Alberta Horse Racing Industry, Uh, HRA, the seven thousand men and women that work in the province of Alberta. Spack, how are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Bobby, kind of looking forward to camp starting here in a couple days. Let's get after it. Yeah. So uh, speaking of that, so we've got a third member in the studio today, so we are pleased to be joined. This is how easy Sid Smith likes to make it for me, Sid, uh, Speck. Uh, when we lost uh, Brendan Ulrich to Tails for Sales, he said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to find the best guy with the first name, Brendan. Just so you can say, hey, Brendan, to confuse the listeners. We welcome to the show, Brendan Escott. Hello, Brendan. How are you? I am excellent, Bob. I am so happy to be here. Let's get it going. Let's do it. Let's get it going. And by the way, we're, we're trying to find out. I could have sworn there was a collection or a connection to the Eagles and the LA Kings. I don't know if it was Glenn Fry or Don Henley. That had a personal relationship uh, was buddies went, ran with one of the Kings players. Could be back could be. in the mid nineteen seventies. Back. What, what do they call that kind of uh, rock that those guys had? Was that West Coast rock or they, uh, there was a there was a term for Eagles? bands like the Eagles in the uh, uh, mid uh, mid seventies? Maybe somebody can text us at six thirty six thirty. What you call them?
2: So here's the deal, Brandon. You got to tell us a little about yourself. Where are you from initially? Kamloops, British Columbia. So it's quite a stark contrast uh, temperature wise, where we're expecting snow to Tomorrow, and there, I'm sure it's still creeping into the 30-degree range. Okay. So that's been an adjustment period. Um, How long have you been in Edmonton for? This is my second year here, actually. I moved to go to uh, broadcasting school here at Nate. Okay. And you did attend university before that? I did. I was at Thompson Rivers University where I got a Bachelor of Journalism. I decided writing wasn't necessarily for me. I wanted to broadcast, so here we are. Spec, you realize he's got more academic...
0: Uh credentials in either one of us. Ah, what's that <laughs> really worth, Bob? At the end of the day, it's what you do once you get the opportunity. Mate. That's right. Uh, when you were at Thompson Rivers, did you ever come across Peter Soberlach? Oh, the name, yes. The person, I don't think okay. so. He was a first-round draft choice of the Edmonton Oilers back in the day, mm-hmm. and he is now a prof up at Thompson oh, Rivers. Is he? Yeah, he's. Uh, they played for Ken Hitchcock and later was traded to the Swift mm-hmm. Current Broncos. He was on the bus uh, back in uh, the 86-87 season. Uh, that ended up in that crash in Swift Current and uh, then uh, went on to win the Memorial Cup Championship in 1989.
2: It's also uh, Nancy Green country up there. It sure is. Sun Peaks about uh, 45 minutes away. She's got a claim pretty much in that entire uh, village. That's right. Alright, so uh,
0: you are doing a little bit of media work already with uh, Kyle Chase and the Short Park Crusaders. Tell us about that.
2: Yes, sir. I've taken over the broadcasting duties from Taylor Medics, so not only calling all their home games, but uh, doing some digital content. I've taken over the YouTube page, Crusaders TV all that kind of stuff so just happy to bring a fresh perspective to that and play-by-play okay. ultimately is what I want to do so that's uh, I'm going to try and sow my oats here in the AJ it's a huge opportunity all right Spec, you want to add anything there or do you
1: AJ, that sounds like fun actually yeah it's uh so will you uh will you do road games no I'm not going to be traveling so I guess you got to work here. Well, he's yeah, yeah and he's going to be here a lot because we're going to grind
0: him. Let me tell you. You ready to have some fun then? Yes. All right. Well, you know what you need to do right now? Mm-hmm. You need to get back over on that other side of that uh, window there and go help out Angie. But uh, Brendan, we look forward to having you come aboard. And congratulations on getting the job and beating out the cast of thousands that applied for yes, it. Yes, One of the privileges to ma'am. work. Don't call me sir. Okay. The, the, let's do that. For I'm just. No Bob. one calls you sir, Bob. No one calls. Does, does that. anybody call you sir either, spec? No. He's spec on, Bob. You're one of the gang, all right? That sounds, <laughs> sounds good. Brendan, we look forward to Thank having you guys, more. Appreciate all it. All right, you bet. That is Brendan Escott. Bob Stauffer with you, along with Mark Spector, again, for Horse Racing Alberta. Hey, Speck, we just had Ron Lowe on the show, and I know you're a big fan of Ron Lowe's. Yep, known Ronnie for many years. It's uh, pretty amazing stuff when you think about the fact that Ron Lowe and Glenn Sather in New York with the Rangers organization when 9-11 happened. Yeah, I was,
1: uh, I mean, holy cow, what a place. And, of course, we all knew uh, Garnet Bailey. Yeah, Ace Bailey. Very well, Ace Bailey. And that was, uh, what, Bob, 17 years ago today? Yes. That was a surreal time. It's, it's, I think our parents' generation remembers where they were when Kennedy was shot. And I think our generation, we all remember where we were on 9-11. And uh, that's something you'll never forget.
0: All right, uh, believe it or not, I found it. Uh, it Bob. was Gene Carr. Who's Gene Carr? You don't remember Gene Carr? He played for the... Uh, definitely for... The, I thought he played for the Flin Flon Bombers. Might have even played here for the uh, <laughs> uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. I'm just going to try to... Bob, you can't make
1: this work. See, Bob's of the mind. I'll let the listeners in on this because they're listening to you now try to surf this thing out there. Bob's of the mine that Eagles tune... It's a called New Kid in Town, was yeah. written about an LA king.
0: This from the Adrian Dater's piece in the Denver Post on February 1st, 2014. Uh, when he played with the Kings from 1973 to 1978, Carr littor- literally was the uh, team's new golden child with his curly blonde hair. Carr looked like a stand in for a Beach Boys member, except it was a singer from another band who would immortalize him. Carr befriended Glenn Fry, who, along with J.D. Souther, penned the 1976 hit song New Kid in Town in honor of him. There's a new kid uh, in town. Everybody's talking. And 38 years ago, uh, that was, uh, was in 1976. and I, I think Carr passed away a couple of years ago, Gene Carr. But uh, they had a hard time confirming that story then. Paul. <laughs> Multiple. I, I have seen this story written on more than one or two cases. You're not buying it again. I'm not buying it for a second. Here's what we're going to ask the listeners can, to our do. Recall, if, they, if they can uh, provide a uh, link via text at our 630, uh, 630 uh, account on our Westlock Ford hotline, just so spec spec is from do you not trust me that much that when I suggest you of all people should know you might not want to get into this game on the air with me <laughs> After, I, just, I just remember when
1: uh, when Glenn Frey passed uh, uh, what would that be about a year ago ish yeah uh, watching a really cool um, documentary in a sort of uh, about his life and I recall him telling the story that it was about the music industry and a way well, he didn't at any time mention an LA king in that thing so I'm going with Glenn Fry, but maybe you can Sway me on this,
0: Bob. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see. Uh, again, you can text us at 630, 630, 1243 in Edmonton. In fact, this is what we're going to do, Angie. We're going to break here, okay? We're going to break right here, come back. We got lots of stuff to talk about uh, here on Orders Now. We're going to get to you some texts as well. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector, every Tuesday on Orders Now for HRA,
2: Horse Racing Alberta. This is Oscar Pleffbaum from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 6.30 Shed.
0: Well, we now have multiple confirmations that have come in on our connection between Gene Carr, the former Flin Flon uh, bomber, and uh, the Eagles, a new kid in town. Uh, Glenn Fry, who passed away in the last year, sometimes wore Carr's number 12 jersey while on stage and reportedly wrote the song, New Kid in Town, with Carr in mind. That uh, got sent to us. Wow. Uh, thank you to Robin Brownlee. We've got a bunch of other texts that have come in as well. Val uh, emailed my global account to send that through. So there we have it. All right. Bob Stoffer with you <laughs> along with Mark Spector. Stauffer. <laughs> Inspector every Tuesday at Oilers now for horse racing in Alberta seven thousand men and women employed in the horse racing industry. Spec just before we get to Oilers stuff. Yes, Steve Eiserman. Yeah. Boom, stepping down as GM at four o'clock. It's going to be everything's going to Julian Breesbach, who is many have thought might be the next GM of the Montreal Canadiens. May I add? Oh, for sure. Right. Uh, yeah, he was always
1: staying. The word always was he was staying in Tampa because Steve Eiserman's time there was finite. Uh, we didn't realize so, it was going to be this finite. Well, I think there appears to be perhaps a house of cards here. Like, it was always felt that that uh, Steve Eisman may want to come back and run the Detroit Red Wings one day, uh, which the rumor's out there today that that's maybe what's happening. Does, so does that mean that Ken Holland is going to the Seattle franchise, Bob?
0: Well, uh, perhaps. Right. I mean, is Dave, was, is yeah, da- is Dave Tippett already not uh, connected to the Seattle franchise? Yeah but that doesn't mean he's going to be the general manager. Well, Dave's game. been a coach uh, yeah. and there's belief that Dave Tippett uh, influenced some decisions in a couple other markets namely Carolina with his connection to Tom Dundon yeah. the owner there as well. That would be the so there's yeah. a few things going yeah. on
1: because the what I would say is it's very obviously very rare at camp starts
0: in two days. As your GM's walking out. Yeah. Uh, something's going on. Well, he informed the players today. That's what uh, has been made official. Uh, you know, it's funny. We talked a bit about the depth of Oilers' prospects, and we're going to hit on that here in the next uh, 45 minutes as well. I look at Tampa and the guys, they've, they've got there and they've got a ton of second-round picks, and Al Murray's done a good job scouting there. Oh, yeah. But, when, you know, scouts. they got kids like Tater Radish that are sitting there in the second round, and yeah. they're going to percolate on there. Like, they've got yeah. the Detroit model, good and he's, he's transferred that over. And the Oilers The the orders on a scale of 1 to 10 for me, Mark, are about a 5 or 6, whereas they used to be a 2 for 3, but they are not yet a 9 or 10. And I look at Tampa Bay, and part of the reason why they've been able to make the type of deals they've been able to make is because they are currently is seven and eight and we're an eight they've and nine guys coming you they know, just they, have guys coming they got and well. they don't draft in the top 10 no right? they, they've and been they able to find coming. players later and this is something that the orders have needed to improve on as well let's get let's start with that uh well no we'll start higher than that we won't we'll get into the minutiae of you know the rookie camp and some of the guys we're watching but there are some themes out there bob mckenzie on his uh bobcast mm-hmm. uh did Several topics in and around. Bringing it this week. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> On the Edmonton orders. And a couple of topics he brought up were uh, the Darnell Nurse negotiations. So let's start there, because I think that's the most pressing for our fan base right now here in Edmonton is what's going on with Nurse. I have stated uh, that there might be a bit of a divide at this stage, uh, and maybe it's gone longer than I initially envisioned that it mm-hmm. would go, but... It's my belief that Nurse actually doesn't have a lot of leverage in the situation. No, no age, question, he doesn't. Right with Anton Thun. So, do you? I'm going to ask you. Do you think we're looking at a scenario where Nurse is out for eight to ten games, kind of like Truba was last no. year? Do you think we have a resolution no. before that? I don't think that that Darnell
1: Nurse. Uh, it's a different year here in Edmonton. It's a really important start. Like the start this year is absolutely critical and crucial. Uh, I think that Darnell Nurse is a bigger part of the leadership, the core of this group, is than a lot of people may think. You know, he's very not
0: than you and me think because yeah.
1: we think he's he's right in there with Darnell and and uh, Connor and uh, Leon. Connor and uh, Leon. Um, so I think that there's some in, some internal pressure on on Nurse not to be the guy that that gets in the way of things here that causes distraction. The other thing is with, with Andre Sekrout, he's a very important player on this team. Yeah. Like his absence do you think uh, the agent would ca- hurt this team. Do the agent cares about that or the agent No, does... no, but at some point the the agent uh, Listens to, to the player. Care. The agent works for the player. Yeah. So uh, you know, we're I don't know if it's such a huge monetary divide here. I can't think that it should be. You yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, it was, when you're looking in the around a three million dollar mark, uh, you know, you're not talking one guy's not up at five point two and the other's down at two point eight. There can't be that much in the middle here.
0: Yeah, and and just to follow up, uh, yesterday, um, uh, Bob McKenzie, after doing his podcast, uh, did mention a little bit later on during the course of the day, I want to get the exact tweet. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. He's uh, been prolific here and just got back from holidays. Um, Where did it go? He was talking uh, just uh, because I want to quote him directly. Uh, He he basically said that these deals tend to get done.
1: These group two guys, without any arb rights, uh, without, you know, they're restricted free agents, they don't have a lot of bargaining power here. They tend to get done.
0: Right. Probably should have added, uh, and this is true of all RFAs, especially those who end up getting bridge deals after realizing vast gulf on long-term valuation and that will be nursed. They'll almost always, he says they almost always get done just a matter of timing and how close the season opens. So, yeah. you know, uh, again, I don't envision a scenario with Jacob Truba. You don't worry. You no, Truba was different. Truba wanted out of Winnipeg at that point. At one point. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to tell Maybe you right up. It's changed. I well, don't know. Well, uh, he says it's changed, Mark. I'm going to make we'll a prediction. We'll see what happens when the contract comes. And at also Loma. who is Truba represented by? Uh, Overhart, I believe, otherwise known as yeah, overpaid, heard <laughs> overcharge. Yeah, but again, that's, you know, we that's always, his job, right? We that's always it.
1: tend to blame agents. It's players. The player tells the agent, "I don't want to play here." It's right. not the agent's fault, right? You know, Darnell Nurse is free to call the agent and say, "Hey, start bargaining harder. Let's get this done." I'll miss two, three preseason games. I'm not missing the whole preseason if that's what he wants. Right. So don't. If this thing goes sour, and if this, if Darnell Nurse isn't playing when the season starts, don't look for Anton Bunn's number and blame him. Blame the player. It's the player. Who's the boss of this thing?
0: Yeah. Right? Uh, and on that note, uh, Milan Lucic, because, uh, you know, it, it, he had multiple offers. I don't know if he had a seven-year term from anybody else. It went very sideways on Lucic back after last season. Again, the numbers, they, they say it all. Last 48 games, he had one goal and went minus 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, and missed multiple in the first 35 games. Multiple goals around the side of that. We talked about eyesight, vision, that sort of thing during the course of the off-season spec, and, uh, you know, visualization training for Ryan Strom, he worked on that in the Mm off-season, so he could work on one-timing pucks better, and that sort of thing. Uh, Jerry Johansson appeared on the show on the day that the the owners drafted Evan Bouchard, so I think that was June 22nd. His exact quote was, at no point have I made a trade request on behalf of Milan Lucic. So Johansson said he didn't make a trade mm-hmm. request. So whatever has happened has happened here. Uh, Johansson also stated that Milan 100% is committed to the orders moving forward and he'll be ready to go. Now, do you think that there, it's possible at some stage that uh Lucic has some frustration and exasperation with how it was going last year in Edmonton? Oh, sure.
1: <laughs> you know, everybody. Cuz we all did with him too. Yeah, right. He had a very poor year. It was a hard it's a hard place to be a guy having a bad year on a big ticket. Right, any Canadian city. Yeah. Try being Bobby Ryan in Ottawa. it's not a lot of fun. Well,
0: right? as long as Eugene Melnick's in Ottawa, I I think Bobby Ryan's a little bit further down the field. Well, the okay, or, fair enough. But right?
1: here, Mulan Lucic was the guy that took the brunt. So, you know... I'm not here to tell you what what he's asking for or what he didn't ask for, but everybody who ever asked for a trade came
0: back later when they didn't get it and said, I never did that. So, you know what? Who knows? Yeah. Let's not forget, at one time, people thought Kobe Bryant was going to get traded from the L.A. Lakers. Yeah. And I, Milan Lucic is a lot of things, but he ain't no Kobe Bryant. But it shows you even far better players, respected to their sports, appeared and headed to a divorce. Well, a, listen, you have to. Uh,
1: Milan Lucic and, and about 10 other guys have to be better players this year. Things have have to go better. You know, everybody has to pitch in here. There's no... You know, there's only like they didn't change out their roster. They didn't bring in some new hero that's going to get them out of this thing. They have already got their best players, and they're damn good players here. the, the best ones. They got their top three forwards
0: are, are very good. Are very good. They're, they're good th- enough. They're going to need some guys to step up here in the wings and flanks, and yeah. they need a six million dollar guy like Lucic to earn his yeah, keep. You're going to take that contract. You better show up and
1: play yeah. and produce. Well, I know like, he has been productive his whole career up until last season.
0: You know, Mark, when we brought you aboard. Uh, same thing, like it was going to cost us lots of money oh, and uh, lots of money. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Anyhow, that's the way
1: it works. No one's feeling sorry for Milan Lucic, you know. He's and, and it doesn't matter where he plays. If he goes to the next place and comes up with one goal in forty-six games, it won't
0: be he won't be the fan favorite there
1: either. Yeah. So Milan Lucic's got to put his career back on. There's
0: track a lot of different factors that went into his play in the second half of the season. There, there was different dynamics. Uh, I'm going to be very intrigued to see how he how he performs yeah. this season. He's a leader on the
1: team, and he, I thought that one thing is he really let the frustration show. And this team needs
0: the proper leadership this year. and he took like he's a, a big part of that. I, 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 Jonathan Willis put a tweet out about penalties, and Milan Lucic took 26 minor penalties last year, mm-hmm. and he only created nine. That's a, that's a separation of seventeen, which is a ridiculous amount for yeah. a forward. So, and a lot of those were frustration penalties. And uh, well, the Oilers drew the least penalties in the league last year. Right, and they got is, a. They got a. Why fi- would they be that team? Uh, so it's twelve fifty-six Edmonton. One of the things I, we're going to look here for, spec, and it's even. It was even noticeable in Calgary, and people say, "Well, stop. It's just a rookie game." And the Oilers lost seven-three. I don't care. Edmonton had way more scoring opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think the entire organization knows they have to play quicker. And you set that right in place with the rookie camp and the guys in Bakersfield so they know this is how we play. When I'm like the puck does the work and you know less D to D. For me it starts at the back
1: get, end. Less it, D to D Get
0: passes. the puck up the ice. One D to D and it's gotta go north. And when we come back on orders now, that's gonna be one of the themes, one of the challenges. Todd McClellan and his staff's gonna have to overcome here. They have some forwards. They're down a defenseman with Sacra. Mm-hmm. Can Bouchard make an impact? Can Jarbeck make an impact? We'll discuss that in orders now when we return. After Global News by the Traffic Update, I Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon
1: on Oilers Radio, 6:30 Chad.